It's time for another edition of Mets Musings. Hi, this is Ron Darling. Uh, this is Skip Lockwood. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mets Musings. Hope everybody had a great couple of weeks and a great all-star break. Took a week off last week. Uh, wasn't much news happening, so I thought I'd just take the week off. Congratulations to uh, Pete Alonso winning the Home Run Derby once again uh, in uh, in great fashion. And uh, I got to be honest, I didn't didn't even watch it. I'm not a big fan of all of that hoopla and stuff, and and. Uh, the uh, the home run derby and and all of that stuff doesn't really doesn't really do it for me. Did not watch the game. Uh, heard the uniforms were quite ugly. Saw a picture, if you will, and uh, they were pretty uh, ugly looking. <laughs> so um, glad I didn't see it. I guess. Uh, well, the Mets are three and three since the break. They lost two out of three to Pittsburgh, and and could have won all three. And and these are the games you have to win, folks. You really do. I mean, it's it's a second, you know, division team. You've got to take the uh, take it to those teams, build up the victories, and that's where you uh, get your lead. The Mets failed to do that. Um, losing a two out of three, they lost the season series four three to uh, to Pittsburgh. Uh, you, you can't be doing that. Um, bounce back in Cincinnati, took two out of three there, but uh, the team is you know three and three, and and that's what they look like. They look like a five hundred team. They look mediocre coming back. They don't look sharp. The pitching has not been sharp at all. All except for Strowman pitched in the last game, pitched a good game. But um, other than that, Taiwan Walker got absolutely hammered in his first start back. Um, so, you know, they got a big series. They're coming home for a big homestand, 11 games. They're going to be playing Toronto this weekend, and it's going to be uh, the return of Stephen Matz to Queens. And uh, should be interesting as he that he goes up against his former teammates. Um, which Steven Matz will we see here? Uh, should be uh, an interesting thing to watch. But uh, yeah, they they they've been struggling. They they haven't uh, looked good. They hit and then they don't pitch. They pitch. They don't hit. So. They did put it together for Stroman, as I said, on 
Wednesday afternoon game seems like such a long time ago as record this on Friday afternoon that they've even played because they had the off day yesterday and they played an early game on uh, Thursday on Wednesday. So uh, they it, it seems like they've been off an awful long time, but uh, it's only been a couple of days and uh, we'll, we'll see. We you know. Um, the bullpen should be good and rested now, so this will be a big series for them going up against Toronto, and uh, their three or four guys in the lineup or sons uh, of Major League Baseball players, and three of them are Hall of Famers, uh, Biggio, Guerrero, was it two? Yeah, two of the the big three, uh, Dante Bichette's son, is also on that team. So um should be an interesting series. We'll see what goes on there. And, and they got to pick it up. 11-game homestand. Let's see. I'm just looking at the schedule. Uh, yeah. yeah, they got some big games. Toronto, three, five with Atlanta. There's a doubleheader in there. Cincinnati comes into town then. So uh, three teams they'll be playing in this 11-game sked. And uh, we'll see. You know, we still have the injuries. Uh, DeGrom is out. We'll we'll get into that a little bit in just a minute. But um, according to John Heyman of MLB Network... The Mets will acquire left-handed starter Rich Hill from the the Rays' pending physicals. The Mets' starting rotation has been decimated with injuries, including uh, their ace, DeGrom, Jacob DeGrom, currently on the injured list. In exchange for Hill, the Mets are sending right-handed reliever Tommy Hunter and catching prospect Matt Dyer to the Rays per multiple reports. Dyer was not among the Mets' top 30 prospects. Hill is 41 years old, had had a 3.87 ERA and a 1.16 whip in 19 starts this season for the Rays. So not the top-line guy that you would want, but they're not giving up much, and they're getting a, uh, you know, uh, a seasoned pitcher Somebody that can give them innings and has been around and has been through numerous playoffs, so um, that's that's a good thing. And and he's made 19 starts, so you know he he's he's been pretty durable this year. So um, that could be a good. It's a, a stopgap move, perhaps, but they still have time. The. Uh, Trading deadline is the 30th. There's eight days left, and things are going to heat up. They're still connected to uh, Chris Bryant and the Cubs. They're still connected to the Twins uh, for Berrio. So we'll see. It's going to be a question of what they're asking or what they want to give up. A lot of people seem to think that Mauricio will be uh, gone in, in one of these trades, and, um, I, you know, I'm not in favor necessarily of trading prospects, but it depends upon what you get back. I think if they can get a guy like Berrios and not give up a lot, but have to give up uh, Mauricio, I think it's a trade that you make. 
Um, even for Chris Bryant, if if you're the problem with Bryant is he's a free agent at the end of the year. Berrios has a year, so you would get him for the rest this year and all of next year. Berrios. Bryant, you're renting him for two months. If you don't sign him, then it's a wasted deal. Then you've given up a top prospect. So wouldn't give up a top prospect for Bryant unless you thought you could sign him and felt that you could sign him. So um, that's my feelings on, on that particular matter. But the Mets have traded outfielder Billy McKinney to the Los Angeles Dodgers for minor league outfielder Carlos Rincon and Cash. The NL East leading Mets also claimed right-hander Roel Ramirez off waivers from the St. Louis Cardinals. The 23-year-old Rincon hit 263 with 12 homers and 48 RBI in 63 games at double A Tulsa. He will report to double A Binghamton. And I think this is a um, more or less a, a uh, sort of a stopgap thing. They need to replenish some of their outfielders, and the Dodgers get a guy that's performed in the major leagues before and has, you know, had some home runs, big home runs for the Mets so far this season, and um, plays a good outfield. The Dodgers get him for the stretch, and the Mets get somebody to fill in at double A and, and is young enough that still may have enough potential where maybe he'll blossom and they could get a good outfielder out of this. Uh, you never know how a player is going to blossom, but uh, he's 23. He's got respectable numbers. So um, it could be a good deal for the Mets, but it's not one for this season. To make that jump from double A to the Manchester, that's a big jump. So um, I don't think it's going to happen this season, but it could be down the road a year or two and um, could be end up being an important deal. Sometimes these small deals like this are the ones that really work out for a team. And as I said, the Dodgers get uh, another left-handed bat in their lineup with Betts hurt now, and uh, though Betts is a right-handed bat, they needed uh, a little bit of depth in the outfield, and they get that with McKinney, and he's a proven major league. He's, he's hit some in the major leagues. He's you know played with Milwaukee and the Mets and uh, played a decent outfield, and so uh, they get what they need, and the Mets fill a spot in, in uh, Binghamton, and uh, who knows, they get a 23-year-old that... Uh, could bloom yet um so we'll see how that works out but the next couple of weeks next week actually is going to be hot and heavy because the Mets are involved in all kinds of rumors the trade season is among us it's fascinating to see what's going to go on how are they going to rebuild this team are they gonna you know next week who's going to be here or Actually, we'll be doing a show probably before the All-Star or before the trading deadline, unless I wait a couple of days. Maybe I'll wait until the trading deadline's over to do the next show so we have a clearer picture of what's 
the Mets roster going forward is going to be. And, you know, you have to be very careful because you want to, you want to, try to win now but you also want to try to be competitive and stay winning next year and the year after so you don't want to mortgage your future for something now i i don't think this team is ready right now are they ready to win the nl east yes they can win the nl east the nl east is in bad shape this year they've got a shot can they get past the dodgers or the padres or the giants I'm not sure. I think they, they plead them fairly even this year. I'm not sure that they can beat them in a playoff. I don't think the pitching's there yet. And we don't know how the pitching's going to be in a month with all of these injuries. We don't know if the Grum can hold up for the rest of the season. Is Syndergaard going to come back strong? Is Peterson going to come back strong? Is... um um. Uh, you know, who else is hurting? Is Lindor going to come back and start hitting, or is he going to have to, you know, is he going to go through what he went in the early part of the season? There are a lot of questions yet, and I just don't think that that they're quite ready. And, you know, you'd like to be in the middle of August and have your team ready to go to war and, and be ready. And I don't know if they can get it. They'll have the guys back. I don't know what the deal's going to be. So we will wait and see on that. One guy we know won't be there will be left-handed Thomas Zapucky as uh, the uh, Mets prospect needs ulnar nerve transposition surgery. And the uh, procedure will end Zapucky season, though the expectation is that he'll be recovered in time for spring training. He's two weeks removed from his MLB debut as uh, he allowed six runs over three and two-thirds innings of relief work in New York's 22-2 blowout loss to the Braves in the beginning of June. Um, that outing, unfortunately, is his only lone appearance in the majors as they optioned him back to AAA two days later. But he did not look good, and he he's coming back... Uh, partly, uh, what, two years out of uh, Tommy John surgery, maybe a year and a half, a year and three quarters, who knows. Um, so this is similar, I think, to the same surgery that Matt Harvey had. Remember, he came back from uh, Tommy John and then needed a uh, pitch for a while and then needed to have that. I believe he had the same, the, the nerve trance uh, moved. So, um or did he have the other one? You know, there's so many surgeries now. It's it's hard to remember. But um, good luck to uh, Thomas Zapucky, and um, we'll see where it takes him. Hopefully, he'll be able to come back. One thing is that he doesn't. He's not a hard thrower, so you don't have to worry about that. You know that aspect of it, uh, but. 
you still want him to, to have. Uh, he had gotten up to the mid-90s, I think, with his fastball, so hopefully he can come back to that. All right, uh, also during the break was the draft, the MLB draft, and uh, the Mets are expected to sign first-round pick Kuma Raka, who fell to them in uh, the number 10 slot, and a lot of people were picking this guy to go one or two in the draft, and somehow he fell to number 10. So um, the Mets are expected to sign him for a $6 million signing bonus. The 10th overall pick with uh, which he was selected comes with a slot value of $4.7399 million. Uh, the deal is pending a physical. New York's overall bonus pool is $9 million plus, meaning Rocker will unsurprisingly receive the bulk of the allotment. Teams are allowed to exceed their bonus pool by 5% before forfeiting future draft choices, leaving the Mets with about $3.5 million to spread around for the picks between the second and tenth round. Aside from second rounder Calvin Ziegler, the Mets went with college draftees on day two, which will allow them to cut underslot deals elsewhere to accommodate Rocker's bonus. So, Rocket getting a big bonus, but as I said, people had selected him to go uh, as the number one pick out of Vanderbilt. And so, you know, the Mets uh, have some experience with Vanderbilt. What was that guy's name? Oh, yeah, Jacob DeGrom. So not a bad uh, place to be. So we'll see how it all shakes out. But let's take a break and be back after this baseball and bbq your place for interesting baseball talk opinions and history baseball and bbq your place for barbecue recipes tips and interviews from the world of barbecue if you like baseball and if you like barbecue then tune into baseball and bbq find us on itunes stitcher google play and baseballtalkradio.com Wouldn't it be great if you could get a Ph.D. in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball Ph.D., a tour company for your brain. 30 major league teams, 100 places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. Follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Musings on Twitter at Mets Musings GM. The Instagram is Mets Musings and on YouTube at Mets Musings Mac. Wish to be a part of the show? Give us a call at 516-619-6341. Okay, in the injury report for this week. Uh, Jacob DeGrom threw in the outfield at City Field uh, today, as a matter of fact, for a second straight day, tossing for about eight minutes under the eye of pitching coach Jeremy Hefner. Acting Mets GM Zach Scott said uh, two days ago that uh, it's pretty mild, his uh, forearm tightness, but we're not too concerned long term. He is on the 10-day IL, DeGrom is, and is eligible to return as soon as July 25th, though he will likely be out longer. If he's just throwing, you know, 
for eight minutes. He's still got to work his way to a mound and then see how he's going to be. So he'll be out a couple more weeks. Noah Syndergaard continued his throwing program um, yesterday, throwing in the outfield before the Mets game against the Reds in Cincinnati. And that's a, that's a big thing as uh, he was shut down for six weeks. If you remember, there was some problems. Now he, you know, now he's back throwing again, at least, even if it's on flat ground. He still needs to start throwing from the mound and perhaps advance the live batting practice before going on a rehab assignment. But, you know, the fact that he's throwing is uh, good news, and let's hope that, you know, uh, no more setbacks for him. Carlos Carrasco continued his rehab assignment from a torn right hamstring on July 20th. No, he tore that much earlier than July 20th. He allowed, uh, oh, on July 20th, he allowed five earned runs on three hits with three walks and a strikeout over 1.2 innings pitched and 41 pitches. Carrasco was pulled from the game after tossing 33 pitches in the second inning. The three hits against him were all home runs. Luis Rowe has said earlier this month that he expects a return from Carrasco in late July. Well, we are in late July, so uh, perhaps we will see Carrasco in another week or so. Hopefully, um, we could use it, boy. The Calvary needs to come to the rescue of this team. Francisco Lindor uh, got an update from, uh, we get an update from Zach Scott on July 20th while he was speaking with John Heyman and Cody Decker on the Big Time Baseball podcast. Scott, who cited four to six weeks as usual time frame to return from an oblique, said Lindor is already doing better at this point in his recovery than some other Met players who who recently had similar injuries. Lindor landed on the IL with a right oblique strain on July 17th. Potential return date mid to late August. Please, though, let's not let's not rush him back. Let's not, you know, if we can get by and hang in this race and and keep our lead, don't rush him back. I'd rather have him a hundred percent and a little late than to bring him back and to lose him again. So please, let's be smart with these guys this time. All right, Jose Peraza was placed on the 10-day IL on July 20th with a fractured right middle finger. Uh, over 52 games, he's batting 205 with six home runs and 19 RBI. And I know that doesn't sound like a uh, you know much at numbers, but this guy has had some big home runs. He's had some big hits, and he's played flawless defense for this team. So he's going to be missed. I mean, he was a nice replacement at second when McNeil was hurt. He he played some third base, though. They've gotten, you know, terrific play from Villar and, and uh, Guillaume. Um, and uh, now Guillaume will probably, they will switch off at shortstop with Guillaume probably getting the bulk of the playing time now with Davis back at third. So Davis might sw- break some time there with uh, Valar, but um, um, 
you know, to lose Peraza at this point in time is is a big blow to the bench on this team. Big hits. He, I mean, you know, you look at those numbers, but numbers don't always tell this the story. Really, they don't. Uh, you know, he he he's won so many games. He 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 won a couple of games with hits. He's he's kept rallies going. He tied games. He just had some timely hits, and it's big to miss him. But, you know, hopefully um, that'll heal quickly, and he'll be back. Uh, David Peterson is close to getting back on a mound, but is still weeks away from returning, according to Mike Puma of the New York Post. Uh, on July 11, Peterson played catch for the first time since getting injured, and he got injured about July the 3rd. Um, so he has a strained right oblique between grades one and two could, could miss up to uh, eight weeks, but, uh, Peters, Peterson's absence could be shorter than that. He was, uh, placed on the IL on July the 2nd, which was retroactive to July the 1st with right side soreness. He is not expected back till August. And again, if we can get by, now that they picked up Hill, if Carrasco comes back, if they could get by, let these guys heal. Could you imagine a flux of of pitchers that we could have coming back? And how how I mean, it could it could really help you strengthen your your rotation, or it could could hurt your you know, it could hurt the chemistry. Who knows? But. He's been here all year, so we know it's not going to affect the chemistry. But, you know, let him heal, please. Let's not rush any of these guys back. Uh, Corey Oswald, another guy. The Mets announced that he had been placed on the 10-day IL on July the 6th. Uh, Right knee inflammation. He started for the Mets on July the 4th. And no word on when he is going to be ready. Same thing for Reed Foley. Right elbow inflammation. Um, and uh, no word when he will be ready. And let's see. Finally, we have uh, Robert Gizelman and uh, Jordan Yamamoto. Um, they are expected back possibly in September. So... That's it, the lengthy and yet informative, I hope, injury report on the Mets, and they continue to fall. It's just amazing, the amount of injuries. And and you know what? It, it's funny because it's not just the Mets. It's the Yankees have had a ton of injuries. The Nationals, the every the Braves have had a ton. Um, the Rays have had a lot of a lot of teams have had a lot of injuries this year. And I think you have to, I I think you have to point it to the short season last year. I think it goes back to that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, they're in shape and everything, but. We got the obliques again and the hamstrings, and that tells you that something's not, uh, you know. And again, I say it, it's not just the Mets; it's all of Major League Baseball. So, uh, you know, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, well, I do know that we need to take a break right here. I need to get a sip of water, and uh, I'll be back 
at this. 516-619-6341. That is our voicemail comment hotline. If you have a question, want to leave a comment, make a statement, anything at all, that's the number to call. 516-619-6341. Or go to our website, metsmusings.com. Click on the widget in the middle of the screen. That's a speak pipe. And you click the record button and you can record right through your computer's microphone. Or you can send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com. And if you'd like to follow me on social media, it's Facebook is facebook.com slash metsmusings. Twitter is at MetsMusingsGM. Instagram is MetsMusings. And YouTube is MetsMusingsMac. And don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you watch or listen to the podcast. Okay, we're back and time to grab your pitchfork and start up the tractor because we're going down on the farm. (laughs) And on the farm this week, we're going to take a look at some of the top prospects of the New York Mets and Brett Batty. He got promoted to double A and his first double A hit came on a sharp ground ball that he pulled down the right field line. His hustle allowed him to take advantage of a fielding error by Altoona's right fielder and advanced to third on the play. And since he's been at double A, Brett Batty has been hitting 288. So he's adjusted nicely uh, to uh, living in Binghamton there. He was uh, just, uh, I you know, I watched him in Brooklyn, and he was just a, like a hitting machine. So it looks like he's continued to hit uh, as he got to Binghamton. Ronnie Mauricio continues his tear as he picks up his eighth multi-hit game in his last 10 games. He continues to add to his career-high home run total, crushing his 11th of the season. This one from the left side to right center. So... And he hit that in Brooklyn, which is not an easy place to hit the home run. So Ronnie Mauricio really has picked it up since the slow, got off to kind of a slow start, but is really now coming to his own and really playing some good ball. Right-handed pitcher JT Jin was recently promoted from St. Lucie to Brooklyn, where he had a 2.56 ERA and a 0.93 whip with 35 strikeouts in 38.2 innings pitch. So uh, we'll have to uh, keep an eye out for JT Jin starting for the Brooklyn Cyclones now that he's been promoted. And another Cyclone we're taking a look at is Francisco Alvarez, and he's homed in back-to-back games after a brief dry spell. Overall, he's hitting 272 with 11. Homers and 13 doubles in 56, 57 games this season between St. Lucie and Brooklyn. So um, Alvarez looks like the real deal. He, he's really playing some good ball this year for the for the Cyclones and St. Lucie, and really establishing himself. And I expect, um, I think, because of his age, 
he'll probably play out the year in Brooklyn. Um, that would be my guess, and then start next year at Binghamton. Just a guess. I mean, he could go to Binghamton this year, um, but uh, I, I think being uh, that he started in St. Lucie, they're going to let him get, you know, most of the year he's been in Brooklyn, let him get on that level, move him to double A next year, and if he continues to prove himself, he can, he'll can he be in triple A. Uh, and then who knows, two years, 2022, 2023, could be starting for the Mets. We'll, we'll see how that all shakes out. Or he could be starting somewhere else. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but let's take a look at standings. This is all up to date as of uh, right now. Syracuse is 23 and 45. They're 21 and a half games back in last place. Binghamton is 26 and 40. They were 16 games back in fifth place in their division. Uh, Brooklyn is 25 and 42. Having a pretty good homestand, though. I uh, think they're like four and one on this homestead. Twenty games back, and they are in last place. St. Lucie continues to hold on to first place in their division. They're thirty-seven and thirty-two, three and a half games ahead of their nearest competitor. And the Mets are fifty and forty-three, and they are four games ahead of the Braves and the Phillies, who are tied for second place in the uh, Eastern Division of Major League Baseball, of the National League, I should say. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I want to thank you all for uh, listening and checking us out. And if you would, when you're listening or watching on YouTube, watching the video version remember to please hit that subscribe button and uh, click on that bell and you'll be aware of uh you'll be notified whenever there's a new episode of the podcast so uh please subscribe whether it be on youtube or anchor or apple Podcasts, google play uh spotify wherever you listen to or watch the podcast again hit that subscribe button it helps us grow the show and uh, expand to new listeners and that's what we want to do we want to expand the new listeners so uh and i also would appreciate it if you tell your fellow met fans about mets musings and uh have them tune in and take a listen i'm sure they'll like it once they tune in so uh thank you all for that and i'm gonna say uh that uh let's hope uh we keep our fingers crossed and again as i always say uh, to keep the faith to stay optimistic and let's go Mets and I'll see you next time on another edition of Mets Musings